I did listen to Andre 3000's little flute album. <coughs> and um, it was interesting, but Andre 3000 is like so talented, but he just said he didn't have it in him to uh, make a rap. I get it, but you know, boy, were they talented. What's up with y'all? I'm not even going to tell y'all, but it's something I tell y'all every time I talk to y'all. But yeah, I'm that again. I went to the gym today and luckily I worked out at home and I just sat in the sauna at the gym because that gym was absolutely overflowingly busy, full of people. So I am glad that I did most of my exercise at home. I just went to the gym for the sauna, baby, and it was nice. I got in and out and I like that. I like that. With this holiday season, that's what it's got to be. That's the kind of energy I'm having to give these people. Other than that, y'all, nothing spectacular happened today. Just another busy day. Me just working my little brain, my little body. You know, God willing, we are still healing. We're still healing and everything is still thrilling. You feel me? Uh, but no, I'm, I'm, so, I'm still got a smile on my face. So lots of things to be thankful for. Um, you know, this is a new day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Because I keep getting these community guidelines on my YouTube because I keep playing music before. I don't care, YouTube. I'm going to play my music, okay? Y'all going to try to shadow ban me. That's fine. But I'm going to play my music because I'm just, I'm just trill like that. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I don't care. Other than that, y'all, um, as far as news goes, I have, I read some stuff that was funny today, but as far as, like, world news, I don't know. Let's blow through that first, because world news is just depressing and everything else, so let's get it over with. Let's see. Let's see what happened. Texas woman is asking a judge to allow her an abortion after... She has been diagnosed with a lethal fetal, like her her baby is possibly killer. Um, Jonathan Majors, his ex girlfriend, testified today. Um, she said Jonathan Majors, I've talked to a few times. He was in Ant Man. He was in Creed. Yada yada. I felt scared of him. She says. She, she said that she detailed a tumultuous and toxic relationship at, at its assault trial in New York on Tuesday, where she is expected to detail how he allegedly assaulted her. The Creed 3 and Marvel star of assaulting Grace Jabari in March after she saw a text message from another woman in his phone. Major faces three charges of misdemeanor assault, aggravated assault, and harassment. 
he is pleading not guilty during her testimony the 30 year old actor and professional dancer uh, frequently broke down in tears while detailing the highs and lows of their two-year relationship majors 34 sat at the defense table with a bible and his current girlfriend the actor megan good who has attended all trial proceedings today on march 25th jabari told the jury that the couple were riding back to manhattan from dinner already marred by a heated argument over majors recent outbursts during the drive jabari was leaning on his shoulder when he received a romantic text message sent by a woman named cleopatra after she snatched the phone out of his hands she said majors twisted her arm behind her back in a position that left her in excruciating pain next i felt a really hard blow across my head he's very strong i couldn't move um it feels very loud when you hit your head and, and just shocking Majors eventually pried the phone from her hands and took off through the streets of Lower Manhattan as Jabari chased him. According to a video compilation taken from various surveillance cameras that was shown by jurors, Jabari, who's a resident of the UK, described how she met the acclaimed actor in August 2021 on the set of Ant-Man, in which Major plays the arch-villain Kang, the conqueror, and Jabari worked as a movement coach. Jabari called the early stages of their relationship amazing, and the actor was really kind and loving. The first time he was very angry with her, she called in December 2021. When she was going to meet the actor's dog, she alleged that Majors berated her for bringing up an ex-boyfriend's dog. It was the first time I felt scared of him, she said. I knew to never mention my ex again or anything I, anyone I had dated. Jabari also described another incident in June 22 where Majors allegedly became angry with her after she told him she would have limited cell phone service at a music festival in England, which she was attending with friends. He sent me a ton of messages saying I shouldn't be there, how dare I go. Jabari said that she felt guilty about upsetting Majors and left the festival early, but could not reunite with him because he allegedly refused to return her calls or texts. I felt regretful. I have upset him in that way. He wasn't talking to me. I was saying everything I knew that would turn him around when he's a this moves. Majors was working on a drama in which he plays a psycho psychologically vulnerable bodybuilder. During this time, she noted Majors was quite stressed about the pressure of producing an action and film. Immediately after, was quite he was quite nice again. He was all ap apologetic and thanked me for my presence. Prosecutor played audio by Jabari during the argument in September in which Majors demanded that she behave like Michelle Obama or Coretta Scott King. Now this to me was so funny because this is a white lady from the UK. I'm trying to see where he drew this. You're an actor. How do you feel like she will embody these people? I'm not saying just because she's white because that's a big number one. But number two, like Michelle Obama, Coretta Scott King, come on. He said, I'm a great man, a great man. I do great things for my culture and for the world, Major says in the recording. The woman that support me needs to be a great woman. Yo, woman, not for the culture, bro. And that's fine, but she's not never going to be Michelle Obama. According to Jabari, uh, Majors pressure her to keep quiet through rough patches in her relationships, telling her, I want to marry you, but this will ruin it if you tell anyone. Jabari says she promised not to tell anyone about his anger. I felt like I had to keep a lot of secrets from everyone, she said. I felt very isolated. It was confusing. I felt scared of him, quite dependent on him. The relationship continued because I loved him. And she told George, George, 
The bride also alleged that Majors were threatened suicide after bouts of anger with her. I pleaded with him. He wouldn't do that. He would say, it's in place. It's in motion. I say, you can't do that. What about your mother? What about your daughter? She told the jury. I would intend to make him feel safe and loved and secure and he would receive that. She later added, I didn't want him to kill himself, so I told him I loved him. The behavior took his toll on their relationship and made her feel isolated, she added. I just felt like I was existing in this world. She said, I had low self-esteem. I lost weight. I felt incompetent and dependent on him. He was the only one who knew what went on. Though she said she kept her experience from her family, she did confide in Major's former manager, Priya. She sees all sides of him like I did, she told jurors. I didn't like it, so I'd offer support behind my back. Major temporarily cut off communication with his girlfriend when he found out about private conversations between her and his manager. I felt bad, she said. I thought maybe I shouldn't have told her. I reassured her I wouldn't tell anybody else. Jabari also addressed a series of videos likely to be subject to cross-examination by Major's lawyers that show her partying in Manhattan hours after the assault. Jabari told the jury she had met with a group of generous strangers on a corner after chasing him. And the worst thing in my head would have been to go back to the empty apartment where we shared in that moment, acknowledging that she could be seen smiling, dancing, and taking shots with new friends. I was having the nicest time I could have had within the situation. Jabari is suspected to return to stand on Wednesday. If convicted, major spaces up to a year in prison. What a toxic wreck of a mess. Just all the above. But... He is a king. Um, let's see what else. Playboy model Haley Hasselhoff says she wasn't glamorizing obesity. I don't know what that's about. Liz Cheney says Nancy Pelosi didn't care about any of the bad things she said about Pelosi before she appointed Cheney to the January 6th committee. I guess they're fighting. Kremlin says more foreign companies are following than delivering in their promises to leave Russia. Israel military says two civilians killed for every Hamas Militant, tremendously positive ratio. Mm. Would Joe Biden be running again if Donald Trump wasn't on the ballot? I think he would, because every president wants to do eight years. They all want to. Alright, enough of that news. Let's get into the other crap. If other crap is worth reading. I guess um, Amy Robach and TJ's Holmes' former spouses are dating as well. They like, if y'all gonna date, we gonna date. Well, I haven't seen worse things happen. 
So Offset, Cardi B's husband, got a tattoo of Michael Jackson, and Paris Jackson spoke about it. Let's see what she said. She's always been very nice to me. I swear, every time she tries to ask me questions, she almost gets hit by a car or something. Thankfully, she stayed on the sidewalk today. She's asking me questions. I guess, um, I guess Offset got, like, a tattoo for my dad or something like that. I don't know. That's cool and all. She's asking me my thoughts on it, and I'm not really, like, in the business of commenting on what other people do with their bodies because it's not my business so um i just figured this was gonna pop up in the next day or two so i wanted to steal tmz's headline from them so that it's not news anymore there you go she doesn't really care offset is a huge michael jackson fan Kamala Harris breaks the record for most tie-breaking votes of any VP in history. Forbes released their list of 100 most powerful women. Taylor Swift, number 5. Oprah, number 31. Beyonce, 36. Rihanna, 74. Why Rihanna way down there? Barbie is a hundred. Interesting. Jamie Foxx made an emotional speech in his first public appearance since being hospitalized. He said he wouldn't wish it on his worst enemy i'm glad that jamie fox one version two versions or three versions of him are all back the other one could be in jail with the clone hillary clinton because you know that's what they say they say the real hillary clinton's in prison let's see what else y'all finish this sentence i play about a lot of things but i don't play about my money duh i mean money family but my money don't play with my money because my time is very important people said money children boundaries child i don't play about myself my dog my faith, my husband, my kids, and my money. My weed. <laughs> An honest person. My time. Yes, please don't waste my time. And, and henceforth, don't mess with my money. I don't have to play about my God. Cause my God don't play about me. Amen. Will Smith opens up about challenges he faced during his career, calling fame a unique monster. It is that, Will. I would, honestly, as rich as they are, I would not want to walk in their shoes. Let's 
So there was a GTA 6 leak, and now it forced Rockstar to have to release the real trailer. And the game's still ain't coming out till 2025, so you yeah, pretty much leaked that for nothing. But you peaked up, they peaked a lot of people's interests. Alright, guys, let's get into these ratatatas. What are some unethical financial hacks that you know that won't land you in prison? Let me know. Because I need to know. If you got a decent bit of land, find out what your state's requirements are for agricultural and buy some cows. Yeah. I don't want to buy a cow though. First of all, you and me start working at the bank. Doesn't matter the position, okay? Just as long as we get in there, right? Then we go there every day, do work, gain their trust until we get them in the palm of our hands, right? So how do we get the money? That's the beauty of it. They deposit the money into our bank's accounts week after week. That ain't even crazy. That ain't even funny. You wasting my time. Become a politician and accept monetary gifts. Yeah, just don't tell about it. Setting up an emergency fund to collect emergency donations and keep 90% of the money. Listen, my conscience is too much for that. I One thing my conscience don't let me do is take advantage of people. And I just can't. What has become so expensive that it's not worth buying anymore? For me, it's got to be movie snacks. I don't like buying it. My husband buys them when he goes, but I will bring my own stuff. I do not like buying snacks at the movies. It's like my biggest pet peeve. Somebody said fast food. Yes, but I bet you still buy it. I'm only just coming to terms with this, but potato chips. Netflix, Primes, all the streaming shows are too much. Yeah, but I bet y'all still have them. Concert tickets. Yeah, concert tickets can be pricey. Secondhand clothing. Cereal. Yeah, and cereal ain't even that good no more. I used to love eating cereal. Somebody said everything. I know that's right. Why did you break up with your previous partner? Annoying. Somebody says she got into a car with two men. She met at a bar on a whim and drove 300 miles with them to Party City. Later, she bragged to me about it, how adventurous she was. I'm glad she's okay, but I knew at that moment that she wasn't right for me. She wouldn't stop having sex with other people, even though I specifically asked her not to. To put it plainly, she tried to kill me. He got a prostitute pregnant while he was stationed in Germany. Dang. 
she wanted her GI. We had too much in common. I liked women and she liked women. I dated a girl that pulled the O. It was a testing one night. She told me she wanted to go out drinking, but didn't want me to have sex with her. And when she got drunk, I agreed. She got drunk and threw herself at me. I refused to put her to bed. She was mad. The next day, she said it was all a test and I passed. I told her if she ever did it again, we were done. I wasn't going to be toy with. Well, we're not together now because she did it again. Because he downloaded Tinder where he met a girl, was texting her for over a month, told her he was living with his cousin, we were living together, and then they went on a date. She wanted me to to downgrade from being girlfriend to being my exclusive bang buddy right before her birthday. She got a lot of gifts from guys I never heard about, including a trip to a mall to Bali from Texas. Told her that wasn't for me. When one person in a marriage is sick, which person should sleep in a guest room? The sick person. Because why would you be sick all in a room with all your crap? Now, mind you, I don't leave my bedroom when I'm sick. But I be handling my sickness. I clean up after myself. I wash my pillowcases and my sheets. So, you know. Somebody says, whoever isn't sick, the bedroom is already contaminated. I don't think this the non-sick person should leave. Sick person should choose whatever they're more comfortable with. If they don't care, a sick person stays. Like, if you have, like, something like COVID or something, you can quarantine away. I mean, it don't matter if I'm sick. My husband refuses to, to stay away from me anyway. He always... He, it's just bound to get what I get. I always, I won't let him kiss me or anything if I'm sick, but he don't care. He's just a, a man that likes his germ-faced wife. Is it true that men are more attracted to women who don't wear makeup? Men are not a hive mind. Some men do, some men don't. As a blind guy, I dislike makeup. Stinks and feels like oil and slick. I prefer the absence of makeup, but am happily energized by modest amount of makeup. That said, the most attracted I've been to my woman has been face-to-face in low light with no makeup. Let's just say makeup is for highlighting your best features, not making a mask to hide behind. Yeah, makeup has gotten a little crazy, I ain't gonna lie. I can tell you, I don't even... When I see the amount that people put on, it's just crazy. Like, I've done it for, like, pictures or something, but doing that every day is just... It's not even something that I can keep up with. I'm good to put on some mascara and call it a day. Alright. Thinking I'm going to get into my story times because 
the rest of this stuff is a little crazy so let's get into these story times But I ain't mad at her on that though. It's like Tracy Emmons is beautiful, and you stay with that dude for 11 years, no toes, everything, and then he leave you for a younger model. Mm-mm-mm. Dion gives a lot of good wisdom speeches, but I would not date that man. And to stay with him for 11 years, I don't care how busy. Like Tracy Emmons is way too pretty for that. Like that's crazy. If you start keep doing mammograms, then you're you're for sure you're going to find it because the mammograms actually produce cancer. Now, think about what's happening. You take breasts, which are very sensitive. Men can't appreciate as much as women do, but women who have breasts know that they're very tender. You can't, you can't, you know, you know, women, you know, women have often come in like from playing volleyball or some sort of sport. If they get hit in the breast, it's kind of like a man getting hit in the testicles. It's very, very painful. So they take the breast and they actually squash them. And then what now when you're squashing it and you're feeling pain, that means you have you have initiated a process called inflammation. So inflammation means there's increased blood flow. The, the, the blood vessels are leaking to to leak in more uh, uh, white blood cells and oxygen. And so there's a big message. So the, the signs of inflammation are red, hot, painful and swollen. So if you got the pain, you know that the inflammation is going on. Red, hot, painful and swollen. So now that's what's going on. You're doing that to it. Then you take ionizing radiation and you irradiate inflamed, acutely injured tissue. It's it's madness. It's madness. 
Now, they, you notice that the system doesn't do that with prostates or testicles, only with breasts. So that's why I really think it's a male-dominated madness. Um, so, um, and when they're not sure if the results are equivocal, they send them for a breast ultrasound to, to make sure. Well, so if the breast ultrasound is a little bit better and, and more detailed, why don't we just use that as a screening device? Because it has no toxicity at all. Um, so, and let's do that, and then don't even do the biop, the, the, the mammogram. Because the mammogram is really looking for calcifications. Calcium enters any cell. It's kind of the last-ditch effort at alkalinizing. Calcium, um, there's a great book you might want to read someday. It's called Death by Calcium. But cells, the last pathological process they go through is calcium entering it. So if you see calcium deposits, it's, it's no big deal. It doesn't necessarily mean cancer. So there's a lot of false negatives. And um, and then if it's, it's hard to get false positives because they confirm it with ultrasound. So let's just use the ultrasound is what I say. And just to be clear, if people can't believe what you just said, if they just check conventional literature, search the internet, any search engine, does this, this radiation to the breast increase the risk of cancer? The answer is without a shadow of a doubt, yes, am I right? Absolutely, I think it's a, when I was writing a paper for it back um, about 10 years ago, it, it, it was responsible for an, inc an increase of 1300% increase in ductal carcinoma in situ from um, radiation. So if you get it every year, like your mother did, 10 years, you know, if she stopped getting them, or never got them, she would probably not have gotten it. Or she may have, but who knows? I'm just saying her risk went up tremendously by getting the mammograms. And therefore, therefore, if the truth were to come out, then we would have to hold her doctors and the radiologists accountable, right? A little good that does you when, when you, you've got the cancer. You know, what is it good you to, to, to win a lawsuit? So what? You got cancer. You've already got that if you stay in their system, I'm talking about. But by the way, if you go to a, an integrative physician who really knows what they're doing, cancer is simply a word, not a sentence, not a death sentence. I don't know, something sketchy about what he said, but I mean, if you are afraid of mammograms, you can do the self-test as well, but I've had a mammogram a couple of times. Um, I'm not, I haven't done mine this year yet, but... I mean, yeah. I'm saying, what if I was too young? He seduced me. But I was 13 years old. Don't give me that. But I was. I don't care how old you were. Who was in charge? Who was the boss? in charge who was in charge but I don't need to know him in this discussion he's the child who I'm the talking boss? about you who was the boss who was the boss what who was the boss back you know, there was me pursuing you. who was the boss back then <laughs> this is ridiculous no this who is was who was just say. Just say? Who was the boss? Well, I knew it was what I knew back then. But who was the boss? He was 13, Mary. But who was the boss? This is getting weird. Who was the boss? 
pursuing the relationship. Who is the boss? Well, I was the pursuer. Yes. So that first portion of that, which was kind of hard to hear, was from May, December with Mary Kay Laterno, where she was 36 and she got with that 13-year-old boy and they had kids and then they put her in jail for like seven years and she got out, then they got married. She ended up dying in 2020, but yeah, she was like convinced in her mind that this 13-year-old boy seduced her and he was the boss. Even though he was 13 and she was 36. But that's how delusional that lady was. And I don't know. I think it's something to her having cancer. Because sometimes I really think that some of these people are mentally ill. And it literally... Something's wrong with their brains. There's ain't no way you think a 36 or 13 year old can tell you what to do. So y'all remember Lenny Williams, right? Honestly, didn't even realize he was still alive. But if you don't remember Lenny Williams, this is Lenny Williams. So Lenny's currently 78 years old and somebody he knows has a studio and uh, let's just say he's been in it. <laughs> and if you haven't heard his new song, boy are you in luck. Whoever put 78-year-old Lenny in the studio, thank you, because he still got his voice, but he knew to say TikTok, and he knew that people would pick it up, and then it'll go, it's going to get some spins, so kudos to Lenny. She took his draws and said she was going to put on TikTok. He still got his voice. Y'all can hate on that song, but he still got his voice. This man almost took his secret to the grave just weeks before he died. He told his daughter he wasn't who she thought he was. As Lestrat reports, his deathbed confession was that he was a bank robber. Shocked isn't a big enough word. Ashley Randall's father, Thomas, was dying of lung cancer at the age of 71 when out of nowhere, he admitted he once lived under another name. Mom, dad, and I were in the living room watching NCIS and... He just sort of out of the blue calmly said, well, ladies, just in case something comes up after I pass, I just need to let you know that I changed my name when I moved here. Nobody can know. The authorities might still be looking for me. Ashley demanded to know his real name. He really quietly said, if I tell you, you have to promise you won't look into this. He said it was Ted Conrad. I couldn't not look. And the first thing that popped up was a headline that said something like, Ted Conrad, vault teller, bank heist. In 1969, Ted Conrad stole $219,000 from a bank in Cleveland where he worked as a teller. On the Friday before his 20th birthday, 
He simply filled a bag full of cash and walked away, never to be seen again. In today's dollars, his take would be nearly $2 million. With his new ill-gotten wealth, Ted Conrad started a new life. He bought a penthouse apartment in Boston, played a lot of golf, and became a car salesman. By the time he married my mom, the money was gone. But all that time, he was still being sought. America's Most Wanted and Unsolved Mysteries both featured the story. And a father and son team, U.S. Marshals John and Pete Elliott out of Cleveland, made it their mission to capture him. Did you guys, do you think, ever come close to finding his identity? No, is the best answer I can give you. We follow leads all over the country and, and sometimes even the world. Now the daughter is telling the remarkable story on a podcast. Smokescreen, my fugitive dad. Because we were so close, I just assumed that since I had no secrets from him, he wouldn't have any from me. Ashley and her mother didn't reveal his true identity until after her father had passed. Listen, that's at 20 years old to do that and then just start a whole other life. I mean, he didn't continue a life of crime. I mean, he he li- lived a little, but just got a regular job and you know disappeared and you can only do that stuff back then nowadays it'd be so hard to do that but you know at least he didn't finish a life of crime he married had a family settled down you know there's worse people in the world so i don't remember what i was watching right but they were talking about the cultural differences between black and white people when it comes to dating i forgot his name but he's a dating coach up here obviously that's a touchy subject but like it's something we need to start talking about because as a suburban black girl this is literally all i was told all they want is sex don't let them look at you don't let them talk to you don't let them touch you nothing don't even hang out with them because all they want to do is have sex and obviously they were right okay let's be clear but (laughs) but see the problem is when you don't let young people date between the the ages that are appropriate you know let's say uh maybe 14 to 18 but what happened with me right is that now you have an 18 year old who's going out into the world and she has no dating experience so she doesn't even know not only does she not know what's appropriate she's letting men get over on her because she's never been on a fucking date nobody's giving her any direction all they tell you is stay away from boys so the girls that do hang out with boys or you know do whatever are seen as and then the girls that don't are seen as prudes or are seen as the good girls and then like i said you have the good girls that go into the world they have no dating experience and then you have the the girls who are seen as and they have these weird feelings about their sexuality as if they're terrible people when they're being normal what this guy was saying in the video is you know you have white people and they don't necessarily have those same rules you know and i remember this as a suburban black girl i remember a lot of the white girls in my school were dating and it was and their parents were very much okay with it oh little tommy and jennifer oh they're coming to dinner like I remember that vividly, parents being very okay with their parent with their kids starting to date around 13, 14, 15. And what that does is that gives these girls in particular, because men are gonna be men, but it gives these girls a lot of opportunity to learn about dating what they like and what they don't like before they're even 18. All of that 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 experience, those three, four, five years of experience that these girls have, that is a 
benefit and it's a it, that's leverage that they have on us girls who were told who don't have and like i literally 18 had no dating experience nothing 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 and the girls that did they had a leg up on me that's just is what it is it's so interesting because we're like oh black women three-fourths of black women won't get married i think that's the statistic and you look at stuff like this this is why stuff like this is why you're not you're y'all are not putting black women out into the world with the tools they need to not only that they need to survive but also that they need to thrive you want black women to get married teach them how to get married literally for me it's, it's so crazy and I'm, I'm gonna end with this because i already know my phone's about to die and everything my parents my entire childhood told me and my grandparents everybody don't date don't look at boys don't let them even breathe in your direction okay or the dick is gonna get hard <laughs> don't, don't let them even breathe in your direction right and then i turned 18 and then all of a sudden it was like oh go go date go date go get married because you don't want to be a single black woman and also we want grandkids i have no experience i don't know what i'm doing dating is an experience just like anything else it's just like work experience it's just like school experience you have to be taught make it make sense sway let's talk about it in the comments like if y'all think that there is a big cult cultural difference when it mm, i mean i disagree and agree but i think that courting is something that should be taught to our children I mean, everybody's not ready to date, let's be clear. But, I mean, if your child is interested in the opposite sex, there's ways that you can show them how to do it. I, I did think that we are very protective in our community, as we should be. Um, our community is over, overly sexualized. I mean, just look at our music. So, yes, we always want to be like the other side, but unfortunately... It just ain't always like that, but I think that if you are wanting to date or think your child is ready to date, teach your child how to be courted or court or whatever, and yeah. Hey, Tasha, what I have a question. It might sound rude, but I do not like my mom. Oh. Um, I'm the only child. She says I'm just spoiled. That's why I don't like her. But it's like really getting to me. Like I'm in my thirties now, and she had me old. Like she's almost like sixty five or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's just like every year it get worse and worse and worse. Why and worse. you don't like her? Because I feel like she don't listen. I feel like she dismisses me. She always, like, fat shaming me ever since I was little. Like, I'm very insecure because of her. And I try to tell oh, her. You sound like Pontu right now. It's the truth. Like, and I look at her like she crazy. And that's my mom. She like, how? I, was, I, I wasn't on crack. You just spoiled. Like, right. That's, I put your mama on that oh way. What do you want her to do? Oh, my God. Only in the United States do y'all have these issues. Like, you go anywhere else, your parents can slap the shit out you till you're 40. You can't do nothing about it. You just say, yes, mama. And we used to fight when I was younger. See, I turned to with never. And then the fact that you got, like, I, just like I had Tantu and Lamine, and I got a teenager and a toddler, and then my mama was talking shit, too. Boy, when my daughter hit, like, 15, I called my mama, and I said, I'm sorry. I think my pride is too high. Like, we have hit, we have really I have, hit. I have ego problems. Me too. I got a four million dollar lawsuit because of an ego. Do you understand? <laughs> I was always the problem child in my family. My mom was told by the judge, listen, if you don't get her in line, we're gonna put you in jail. 
because I was always da, 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 fighting, you know, but I, I, my mama, she listened. I even think about fighting her. She was the type, she would drop me because she was in the military. She was a drill oh, sergeant. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. My mama was. I <laughs> That's where I kind of learned how to fight from, you know, or defend myself, but I ain't, I ain't no. never hit my mama, but I can hold her down. Give your mama some grace. I don't think that it's a big deal. You're saying she fat shames you, she does this. The fat shaming is just her way of saying, I don't want you having a health problem. So that's just her her way of just telling you, baby, please don't overeat. I don't want you growing up with these problems. But it comes off probably condescending and disrespectful, and it makes you have low self-esteem. But really, she's trying to make you take accountability. Wait till your kids start communicating. You and your mom are going to be best friends because you're going to be calling her and saying, mama, oh, it's going to get thick for you, baby. The hormones is different in the food. Your child is not going to be your child anymore. You're going to be like, who? Excuse my French. You're going to be like, who is this? And then my daughter, she's half African, and she already got a little booty on her. Like what I'm she talking is about. See? Yeah, mine too. Yeah, she get told every day, all day, she look exotic, and she yeah. pretty, and she African, and she really gets thick with me. Like, I'm telling you, I have to look at times when I'm like, girl, I will drop you in front of all these white people. You're going to be good. You're going to be good. So okay. just just chill out, and I'm telling you, you and your mama going to come together. Okay, well, thank you, Tasha. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Right. No problem. Bye, baby. Bye. Bye. Yeah, she just needs to live long enough. I mean, everybody goes through patches and phases with their parents, but you only get one mother, and from what her complaints were, it doesn't seem like... I mean, she's the only child. I mean, I don't know what she's expecting in a mother, but she got a child. She'll find out soon. Okay, so... I don't even know where to start. I'm 30 years old. I just turned 30. And there are certain things that I want to be past, especially in my relationship. Like, I know how I want to be treated. I know how to communicate. I set very clear expectations and boundaries for myself and for my partner. So the fact that I'm dealing with something so immature and stupid at this season of my life, it it just, it angers me so, so bad. So me and my boyfriend, we've been together for about 11 months, almost a year. And our relationship started off bad. Um, We have a lot of chemistry together. We're compatible. We get along well. But when I met him, he just wasn't ready for a relationship. And he told me that. He showed me that. And I left. Well, he decided that you know, he didn't want to lose what we were building and that he would get ready for a relationship. So he would put away the the childish games with, you know, talking to other women, flirting with other women, texting other women, just the typical bullshit that men do. Well, 
fast forward nine months from now, um, last night to be exact, he he he's in the shower and he jumps out of the shower to get his phone. Now I'm not stupid. I wasn't born yesterday. I know when a nigga's like acting weird about his phone then something must be in his phone but i'm like in my head i'm thinking like we should be past those types of games like i just know we're not still going through like that like that's like 20 year old behaviors so it sent a a, a, it was a red flag for me the way that he jumped out the shower and got his phone i was like are you okay like why are you grabbing your phone and running in the bathroom He's like, I'm good. I just wanted to listen to music. Just, just playing in my face. So, I have his passcode. He goes to sleep. I go through his phone. There are no messages. You know, but Instagram, I mean, sorry. iPhones have a way you could delete, completely delete messages. So, just because there isn't any messages don't mean that there are no messages. So then I go to his Facebook and I see that he's been like looking for this girl that he used to like. Like there was there was this female that he had been friends with and he like liked her at one point and but it never went anywhere and then he met me and then he stopped communicating with her. But then now months from now he's looking like searching her profile so that was like red flag number one but i wasn't gonna say anything about that i was just gonna let that be what it was then i go to his pictures of recently deleted and then he took like 20 pictures of this girl um there was this she looks like an only fans model but she's just like a regular girl on instagram and she's in lingerie and she's naked and she has her titties out and all types of shit and on her on her profile the the caption said screenshot this like as a challenge just like cornball shit like i'm looking at this i'm like damn like you're really corny as fuck like you have a whole girlfriend we're we're 30 we're like working towards bettering our lives bettering our future i'm starting back school in january you know we're we're working on elevating right so why am i going through your phone and seeing another woman like completely naked long story short cut into the chase um i did wake him up i was like this is this is unbelievable like this is you know, you haven't full-blown cheated as far as I know, but this is a form of cheating. And I've already expressed to you that this is a boundary of mine. And that, you know, you doing inappropriate shit online is a boundary that I don't want crossed. And you keep crossing it. So, in my mind, that means to me that you can't do what it is that I'm asking you to do. So, you need to leave like we need to go our separate ways so this isn't like the first time this isn't the second time this isn't the third time this is like a recurring issue that i've been dealing with almost a year and i'm over it and i feel like we as women we really have to okay i had enough because i thought i talked slow she talked really slow 
Like I thought I t I know I talk slow, but she was like, "Yeah, boo, I hate when they do that." Anyway, this girl, she started off saying we were compatible, we were this. No, ma'am, if this is not the first, second, third time that he keep going over your boundaries. Y'all don't know what compatible means. Y'all don't know what none of that means. Y'all need to like go back to the drawing board on that. Listen, y'all, I'll be back tomorrow with, I'm going to try to, I don't listen, I listen to these videos when y'all listen to them, so I never know how slow a person's going to talk. These kind of videos infuriate me, but I, I let it slide because she was going through something, but keep her in your prayers that she learns what compatible means because she clearly does not know. I'll be back tomorrow because we're compatible. Swipe right.